Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Normally, I would have an intro right now, but I'm working on it. But this is the Technologist Cares 3 radio show. I am your host, Kenneth Saunders III. I think it's probably good not to have an intro right now because there's a lot of things I don't want to talk to you all about, uh, particularly with what's happened within the past couple of weeks. Ah, yeah, it's it's actually been pretty it's been pretty amazing. In fact, um, if you look at the dynamics of what's been happening with Samsung and Apple and and Sony and you know what, we're at an exciting time right now when it comes to technology. In fact, you can say that during this time of year, it's almost like our Christmas for us geeks and us technologists or people that just love all things, smartphones and and other things. But what's great is that I can now talk to you about it because of the fact is that I am here to be able to present the truth. I don't talk about rumors. I present facts. And the reason why I do is because I want you as my loyal listeners to be able to communicate to other people about what the truth is when it comes to technology because there's a lot of things that even even within the past couple of weeks that I've had to correct a, a couple of people on. Maybe even last week, I almost got into a full-on hardcore debate about, well, an Apple product. Now, granted, in full disclosure, I do own um, stock in Apple, but I'm not biased. I love technology, and I do speak positively about companies when they deserve it. So what has actually happened this past couple of weeks since my last show has been really amazing. So let's start off with Samsung. Go ahead and get Samsung out of the way because, you know, I've expressed my feelings towards Samsung, about Samsung in previous episodes. I mean, it's, I've been on air for the past three years, and, and it's, it's, it's always a bit of conflict, particularly when you have a company that will mimic another company so blatantly that at some point karma comes back. And this time it has. So with the product with the Note 7, I remember with my last episode, I did speak highly about the Note 7, and it is a beautiful phone. Let me, folks, let me tell you. The way on how it's designed, the thinness of it, the, the weight of it, the, the display itself on how crisp and the edge, it's like, you know how you have like the Samsung Galaxy, uh, the Galaxy 7, where it has the edge, and it's like it looks really good, but they've been able to refine it better with the Note 7. It's easier to hold on a hand. It's just a beautiful device. It really is. Now, granted, yeah, it is running Android, which, of course, I have a problem with because it's just not as well-designed. It's not as, as well thought out. But now Samsung has hit a small problem, and it's definitely a PR problem. And, you know, they are it, – it's sad for any company to go through something like this. It really is. And for them to be able to have their phones explode and catch fire, 
is sad. And and honestly, it is a rush. They said that it was part of their manufacturing process is the reason why the batteries are exploding. And now they have a recall on all of them. Just this past federal government here in the United States finally said that we are recalling all all Galaxy Notes 7s. And for good reason, because you never know if you have a ticking time bomb. For those that have a Note 7, if you still have it right now, shame on you. Why are you playing with your life like that? You really shouldn't. If you have a manufacturer that's telling you we need, we are recalling them, and this country saying that you need to just turn them off, that is a dangerous product for something that you carry around with you on a daily basis. But Samsung deserves it. And all the flack that they're going to get. And even right now, I've talked to some people and they're already making jokes about, oh, you know, floating phones. I'm like, come on now, really? Like, seriously. And that may be amusing, but it's really not because it's actually really dangerous. But imagine if you had a phone and it exploded. You had it like in your pocket for us gentlemen. And it exploded on your leg, and it's close to someone, you know, the the family jewels. We don't we don't want those damaged. But either case is that to have a product like that for it to 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 really call, to to be a serious issue, people need to take it serious. Now this isn't like oh I have a missed call because I'm holding the phone wrong. It's a matter of life and death, literally. But in a way, Samsung deserves this because for the years that they've copied Apple with everything that they do, but then not only just to copy but to make fun of Apple and to make it seem as if they're competitors instead of competing. The one one element about Apple, and I will say this about them, is that some people will think, oh, Sam, well, Apple's competing with Samsung or LG or everybody else. No, they're not. They're competing against themselves. Why? Is because they believe that they build the best products. So every year they go and refine the products that they feel are best. And it's not even what they feel. It's what, the, what people say about their products from the get-go. And so they're able to continue to improve on their products. They don't care about specs. They care about the user experience. But people who love Androids, for instance, are all about specs. They're like, oh, well, it has this type of display. It has this many cores. It runs at this gigahertz, which most people don't even know and care. They just want a device that works. They want a device that works well. Apple, people who have Apple tend to, to listen to, the, to, to use their products and they know that they're using the best because it, it provides the best experience. But back to Samsung, for instance, now they have the attitude saying that, well, they think they're the best, but now you have this exploding phone They're losing billions of dollars, billions of dollars because of this. 
But what's most important is that they've lost some of the trust of the company, I mean, of, of the public. And now because you have the loss of the public, now that opens up for other competitors to be able to step in and actually take back some of the market share. And that does include Apple. And I got to tell you, this tea that I'm drinking is really good. <laughs> it's hot. It's great. Lemon ginger, I recommend it. It's awesome. But with Samsung, though, is that they are doing some really good things. You know, not only with the release of the Note 7, and granted, yeah, that product is having problems right now. They're fixing it. They're going to release a new version that allows, hopefully, that won't explode. But they're really pushing the effort on virtual reality. And I've told you all for the past at least year and a half or to two years about the importance of virtual reality and how that it is going to be mainstream and that there are a few companies that are leading the effort. Samsung is one of them. And what's great about it is that they have the Gear VR, which allows you to be able to use your smartphone as a display, which is one of the reasons why they have such a high resolution is because the purpose of them is for is a different different application than what other companies, including Apple, use the products for. But what's really nice about the Gear VR is that they're pushing it to the mainstream. They consistently have deals where if you buy Note 7 or Galaxy 7, where you get the, the Note, I mean the Gear VR for free, and that allows you to be able to try out what virtual reality is all about. Listen, I am going to repeat and I'm going to continue to beat the drum. One is that if you're not used to speaking to your device, get used to it. Two, virtual reality is here. It's not a, it's not a futuristic thing. The applications may be still in development, but the hardware is here. We are in the land of virtual reality. So start taking a look at it. Because if you don't, then guess what? You are going to be left behind. The reason why Facebook invested so much money, billions of dollars, into Oculus is because Mark Zuckerberg sees the future. And he says, you know what? Social media can only take you to so far. First, Facebook started off with, you know, just text, then added pictures. And now we're in the video age of Facebook where you spend hours on Facebook simply because of the fact that you see so many videos. And, you know, before you can go on Facebook, before you just go quickly browse, like, okay, I see the text, I read it, I can respond to it real quick, or, oh, that's a cute picture. Now you're sitting there, and it's like, wow, you are actually watching videos for minutes on end. And waste, not wasting time, but, you know, a lot of them are educational. It depends on what you're looking at. But virtuality is the next step because now this is going to enable you to be able to interact with the people that you say that you're friends with. Now, you may say, oh, well, I have plenty of friends. I mean, I have a lot. Either case, if you get on board with what virtuality is right now, then you'll be ahead of the game. That allows you to be able to be in. You may not have a full breadth of, of knowledge when it comes to technology, but if you get on board with this, then you can be. This allows you to be able to have a put insert a little bit of geekism into your life. 
again, there's nothing wrong with that because by being in information age, showing that you are more intelligent than a normal person is actually a good attribute. Remaining to say, oh, well, oh, that's a newfangled thing that young kids, yeah, no, no, no. No. You're still young. Technology is meant and it's supposed to be designed for everyone. It's not designed just for the few. And that's where I segue into Apple. Apple is known as a company that designs their products so that they can be easy to use and that everyone can use them. From your toddler all the way up to someone that's over, that's 104 years old. That's what Apple product actually, Apple products, that's what they really re- represent. In fact, what, what's really cool about them is that because they make their devices so simple, it takes a lot of work to make them simple, but they do things in a completely different way. During a keynote address that they had on September 7th, if you have access to being able to watch that, if you go to Apple's website and be able to watch their keynote, you're going to watch the masters of marketing, the masters at presentation. And that definitely stems from Steve Jobs when he was alive. Yeah, he created a reality distortion field that, for whatever reason, if you watch, it, if you watch Steve Jobs present, you believe everything that he says. Now, of course, it's not as strong as it's been since he passed away five years ago. But now, Apple has a mojo back because with what they did just releasing the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, the new Apple Watch Series Series 2, they briefly talked about Mac OS Sierra, and they talked about iOS 10. What's great about all this is that they're not, again, in competition with everybody else, they're in competition with themselves. But when they do things, they do it right, even when people don't even understand it. So, for instance, with the iPhone 7, the iPhone 7, I looked at it on Friday. I don't have one, and I'll talk about my grievances about with at and about that later. But... What the iPhone 7 really represents is not necessarily catch-up. It's really a design in the future, about the future. By removing the headphone jack, there are a lot of people out there that are saying, oh, why would they do that? Everybody still has corded headphones. That's a bonehead move. Oh! Well, technology is about being able, is about progression. And sometimes you have to get rid of the old in order to move forward. And that's a lot of things that you do in life. You have to be able to let go of something that is perhaps an old tradition and move to something that is newer, something that is better, but something that is still grounded with the foundation of of that traditional practice. So it's not like that they removed the headphone jack 
and just allows you and said that, well, no, the only way that you can listen to audio is wireless. No, you can listen through the lightning port with an adapter. So you're still not losing anything except if you think about, well, what about if I charge and listen to headphones at the same time? Well, Apple, I'm sure, may come with a solution. But here's the powerful thing about this company is that they realize that they don't cover everything. So they allow their parties to be able to create solutions to allow them to make money while all being in the Apple ecosystem. So it's not a bad thing for those companies as manufacturer companies. It may be a little bit inconvenient for us as regular consumers, but what Apple is saying is that, look, the, the future is wireless. In fact, because I'm an audiophile and I know that listening to audio through Bluetooth degrades the quality, and I hear it, but Apple is taking on that effort to say, you know what, this is actually a problem and we're going to solve it, and that's what they're doing. But you have to have all the pieces in place in order for it to happen so that they can execute it, and that's what they've done with iPhone 7. And here's the thing, right? So when going back to specs, iPhone 7 is now a quad core, has four cores in it. It's an extremely fast phone, extremely fast. In fact, iPhone 6S was still a fastest phone, even though that you had the Galaxy 7, even though they have higher gigahertz and all that. It performs slower. But with Apple, they integrate everything. The hardware works perfectly with the software, so it's optimized to run its fastest, and you get the smoothest experience with an Apple product than you do with an Android. That's the honest truth. That is fact. I'm not disputing the opinion. This is fact. But because those phones were slower than a 6S and a 7 is, 25% 25% faster than a 6S, guess what? For the next couple of years, you'll have the fastest phone if you get the iPhone 7. You're going to get the best experience, but that's what's so great about it. Again, Apple could have been like, well, we could go and make the major change in the design and not worry about the chipset inside it, but they did. They continued to refine it. But they said, hey, the form factor that we have for the phone is great. Now, next year, who knows? They may do something different. But there's only so much that you can do with the design of a smartphone, honestly. Now, you could be like Samsung, which, again, make the edges wrap around a little bit. It's beautiful. I still, I mean, when I look at it and when I look at a, a Galaxy phone, I'm like, wow, that looks really good. How those videos look really good. But then I look on my phone and watch videos. I'm like, wow, why is it so clear? But either case, with, with, with the, this product, is, is the iPhone 7 is like a truly magnificent product. I recommend people getting it because here's the thing, right? For me and for others, like 
I upgraded my phone not only because it's just a larger phone, but because I take a lot of pictures. With iPhone 7, though, 7 Plus, is that now instead of just one lens, you have two lenses. One is a wide lens. One is a, tele, uh, a telephoto lens. And what you can do with that is that that enables you to take some prof- almost professional-level pictures. Because one of the most important things that we do as consumers, and I all of honesty, and that's the reason why, you know, I move people away from buying phones that are on deals like buy one, get, well, not necessarily buy one, get one free, but the ones that are like zero down, no cost or free or less than $300, is because one, one, you're buying outdated technology and operating systems on those phones can never be updated because it, just the whole... Google, Android ecosystem doesn't allow you to be able to do it. Even though, check this out, right? So Apple released iOS 10 this week, this past week. Every phone from iPhone 5 all the way up to the newest phones were able to upgrade to iOS 10. Android released NuGet in August, but the only phones that were able to upgrade to it were the Nexus-type phones. Anybody that has Samsung, LG, Motorola, uh, HTC, ZTE, you have to wait for those manufacturers to create the overlay that's compatible with the newest operating system, and then they have to get permission from the carriers in order to upgrade it before they send it to you, which can take at least six months. So now instead of taking advantage of the newest features that Google works so hard for, now the manufacturer is saying, well, well, we're not going to update to it. You have to buy new hardware. That is the old way of thinking. Apple takes care of the customers and allows you to be able to upgrade to the newest operating system, which means that me as a developer and other developers can work on creating the best experience for you knowing that you are going to use the latest operating system instead of having to use the lowest common denominator and can't take advantage of the, of the new hardware. And, that, that, and that's sad, in my opinion. But, again, you know, I'm not trying to be this, this postal boy for Apple. I just only talk about the best hardware. So, again, when you have the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, yeah, there are the, the best phones that are on the market, and you should definitely check them out. If you're in the, in the market for a new phone, definitely look at it. You may be very surprised on, wow, how good this phone is, but I know how good the phone is. Which iOS 10, the operating system that runs it, it's truly wonderful. You know, one of the things I like about it, and it's like, it's a little small thing. And I'll talk about iOS 10 a little bit later, but like when you park your car, like sometimes I have a problem with like looking for my car. And I really do. Like sometimes like I try to remember, but I'm gone hours away and then I'm in this huge parking. I'm like, where did I park? Well, Siri on your phone will tell you where you parked. Now, of course, there's some things that you have to have in place. If you have Bluetooth in your car and your phone is attached to your Bluetooth, that's how it knows where you parked because it geotags your location and recognizes that you are walking away. And then you get a notification on your phone saying that here's your parked car 
And if you go on the maps, the first thing it says, there's your parked car. It's actually pretty awesome. And so there are so many nice features with iOS 10 that everybody that updates to it, you get those enhancements. And, yes, you may not like everything, but you know what? Apple listens to their customers. You send a report to them, say this is what you don't like, and enough people have similar minds, they listen and make those appropriate changes. But you should do that in life in general. If you don't like something, you go to a restaurant, don't like something, don't say that you don't like it. Don't pay your money and feel like, oh, I got to suffer through this and pay for it. No, 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 no. Just go ahead and, and, and report about your experience. So one of the things that that Apple also released is a new watch, Apple Watch Series 2. The biggest difference with this phone is the fact is that my phone, sorry, with a watch, because I'm thinking a little bit forward because iPhone 7 and 7 Plus are are water-resistant, dust-resistant, not proof. The watch is also. And what's cool about it is that no one doesn't have GPS, but let's say that you do take your watch and decide to go swimming, right? So there's a function on there that recognizes that there's water in the watch because one of the ingresses in the watch is a speaker. Well, you press on the button, and the speaker will vibrate so that it will push the water out. No, that is some serious engineering. You really think about it. But the watch is, again, it's updated to be faster. Am I getting one? Absolutely. Because I already have one, and it's a great device. I don't – I would never go back to a mechanical watch, but I definitely will upgrade my watch to the new series because I like to walk, and it would be nice to actually walk around and not have to worry about my phone. I don't care to take calls. I have Bluetooth headset so I can put my music on my watch and I'm just on the go. Why not be able to take advantage of that? So the Apple Watch is a device that I actually do recommend for people to get. You won't understand it until you get it. But, I mean, it's, it's such a great, great device. It also leads me to Apple TV. And Apple TV, which, again, um, the software for it, was announced and released this past week. And with that, it makes several enhancements, particularly with Siri, being able to say, press on a Siri remote and say, what did he say? And it goes back and repeats whatever that, whatever he said, just said, because we all kind of get distracted when we're watching TV shows and movies. Or being able to say, open up YouTube, it takes you or say, watch or take me to ESPN, and it opens up ESPN or CNN, and it's so quick. Oh, woo! My goodness, it's, all, it's an awesome device. But it, it, it leads you to wanting to cut the cord that allows you to be able to save money so you can move away from the cable companies and have more control over the content that you watch. And that's what's really great about this. So this week, I know Apple is releasing Mac OS Sierra for Computers that are as old as 2009, all the way up. Includes Siri. It's faster, more secure. It's just a solid operating system. 
And so for me to be able to tell you this and, and really speak about this, again, is to keep you informed. I'm communicating to you in a way that, so that you can take the same information and be able to, you know what I forgot? Speaking of wireless. So Apple, again, ingenuity, they created these AirPods. Now, there's some flack about it because of design and like, oh, it looks too much like the AirPods and stuff and looks dumb. But, again, nobody's actually seen these in person and has actually really used them. I think it's pretty cool because what the difference is with this is that one of the problems that people have with Bluetooth devices is the fact is that they don't know on how to pair them. Well, Apple solved that with the W1 chip that's in the chip, in the, in the earbuds, and that allows you to be able to just put it next to your phone, and it pairs it. And not only that, if you have an iPad and Mac, it moves it all to those, so they're automatically paired. And so that is, like, really great. Where did that music come from? <laughs> What's really outstanding about it is that despite the cost, because there's some earbuds that are much more expensive, the fact is, is that Apple is really sort of in, in creating a solution. But in either case, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Yes, this is the After Dark. Sorry to get too CD or watchy or anything, but, you know, I need to communicate all this out. Thank you for listening. Talk to you all later.